You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Talking about do working seniors this week, uh, do they have options as where to go to get their Part C and D coverage, uh, whether that's through their employer? Do they have uh, employer tools out there? Uh, we've covered some of those things. We've also talked about conversa- observational care, hospital discharge problems, some big topics that are important. Last segment, we talked about Medicare Part D coverage in the workplace. This segment, we're talking about some Medicare reforms that have been proposed. And I said last segment, Seema Verma has been nominated to be the new head of the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Uh, Do you see uh, new things coming out of the administration? Well, again, I I, I think if there is uh, some thought of of a lot of work being done in the Medicare and Medicaid area, uh, I think people are going to be disappointed. I think that's going to be done over a period of time. And you have to understand from a political standpoint, the things that the Republicans would like to see done on the opposite side of the fence uh, waits a lurking Chuck Schumer uh, who's, who's, uh, you know, who's ready to oppose anything that remotely uh, would shake the trees in terms of uh, Medicare. So I think uh, the new administration is going to have to go slowly. Uh, you already started the today's show uh, by setting up that it's going to take uh, at least three to four, uh, you know, years as far as the uh, rep- full replacement of Obamacare uh, and the things that uh, you know that are important in that in that program. And you've discussed pieces of that, you know, before with me. So I think when it comes to Medicare, which is our discussion today, I think the expectations there are going to be large. Uh, the reality is going to be much longer than what most you know folks uh, expect. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, you you said it, uh, it. It it will be quite a battle if there are any, any changes. It's a difficult issue politically to touch. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But there needs to be a conversation. That needs to be had because, and there a, will be. Yeah, I mean, they they need to fix some things. So it will be interesting to monitor that. And then the the SEMA Verma, I think, um, one of the they they uh, she did an, a lot of experiments uh, with Medicaid. It'll be interesting to see her thoughts on Medicare through the confirmation process as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how will uh, the 2017 open enrollment season affect working seniors? And how much time is there left again? Um, for for the individual marketplace, it's December seventh, which is you know less than a week away, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, shortly before Christmas, generally is the end of open enrollment season at employers. You know where seniors, along with everyone else, have to make their benefit decision for 2017. So for each of them, you're looking at less than two weeks here. Okay, okay. Well, they need to be making their decisions then, don't they? Yep. Hopefully, uh, you know, we we will have helped with uh, some of the items we've been discussing, Sean. So, so how does this season, time of the year, affect working seniors? 
Um, again, the pressure is on them to make decisions, uh, tough decisions, financial decisions, uh, but it's what's on the table. And again, as we said earlier, what the employer is willing to do uh, for that age group, you know, either, uh, you know, make that as part of the regular group risk, uh, offer them a choice of Medicare Advantage or supplement plans, uh, offer them no choice and give them a financial stipend to go out and shop and or whether they'll provide a funding account mechanism so that whatever decision the senior makes, there'll at least be a mechanism there to offset some of their uh, out-of-pocket expenses. Mm -hmm. Which are growing, too. Yeah. And people don't really take those into account. So mm -hmm. it's important stuff. Well, any, other, uh, any other top on that point, number nine? No, no, not, not really. Um, I think as we look at uh, go into uh, back up to number eight, uh, there's something called MedPAC, which is Medicare Payment Advisory Commission annual report to Congress, which was just given to Congress in June. So the change that they have proposed is using competitor pricing to set beneficiary premiums for Medicare, uh, Medicare's new framework for paying clinicians, uh, which will go into effect in 2019, develop a unified payment system for post-acute care, Medicare drug spending uh, in a broader context, uh, much of what we just covered, and Medicare Part B drug and oncology payment uh, policy issues, and improving the Medicare uh, Part D prescription drug program, and improving uh, efficiency and preserving access to emergency care in rural areas, and telehealth services and the Medicare program. So uh, that may be something the federal government will take on as opposed to uh, having employers consider that as part of the group plan. Right. So Med these are all the things that have been proposed as of this June uh, in the, the MedPAC report. I, we used to get those reports when I worked on Capitol Hill, and I've read those. It's a good resource if uh, you're really wanting to learn more about Medicare payment reform because they mm -hmm. uh, they are supposed to report to Congress. That it was I think the Medicare Modernization Act might have created them right in right. two thousand three. And so, really smart people on there, and they are do regular co conversations with the policymakers. So mm -hmm. glad that you brought that up. Um, and how about our final topic of the week? Um, how will working seniors be able to maintain their Medicare choices going into 2017 and beyond? Well, I think they're safe for uh, 2017. You know, that much we can agree on. I think when you take a look at the fact that Medicare Advantage, uh, the program funding, uh, stopped in 2014, the demonstration uh, uh, program funding uh, started, uh, stopped then so that uh, how they've been able to maintain those plans was by uh, how financially effective they were. I think that's really a question that's out there, you know, to be decided. Uh, I think what's going to happen, I think the pendulum is going to be able to to be switched. Uh, seniors are going to take a look at their choices and realize that it, in addition to regular Medicare uh, and, and the government paying, uh, you know, for Part A, and since we're talking about working seniors, they need additional help for the at least a 20% out-of-pocket where to go. I think the pendulum is going to swift, uh, uh, shift pardon me, from Medicare Advantage plans to Medicare supplement plans. 
And I, I think as the Medicare uh, age uh, grows between now and 2025, I think many more of those folks, from the statistics I've read, uh, that's the direction where many of them are going because they want certainty at this stage in their life. They want to know that rather than a network, if they if they want to go for or have to go for treatment anywhere in the country, they know that any hospital or physician that accepts Medicare, uh, they'll be able to be treated without having to worry about network network access. Mm-hmm. Right, definitely. Um, any final thoughts, Stuart? We've got about a minute left in the show. Well, uh, you know, it is our hope, yours and mine that uh, seniors will take some of this information that we've tried to convey, uh, look at their choices, make wise financial choices uh, for themselves and their family, and we provided enough information to allow that to happen. I think so, and if they'd like to learn more, uh, we will be putting all these segments on uh, our website, healthreformexplained.com, and uh, they can also check out our SoundCloud page. So, Stuart, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hope you have a great Happy to be here. Week. Hope you have a great week. You too. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. That was Stuart Sonnen, president of SIG Consulting Limited. Uh, Stuart uh, can be found on uh, their website, uh, Renaissance Captive Solutions. Just give them a Google and you will find them. Who is Seema Vermin, Trump's nominee to head CMS? That is the final thing that I'm going to cover in our time together. She was essentially the uh, head of the uh, Healthy Indiana Plan, which was a pilot program uh, created in Indiana under then-Governor Mitch Daniels, which was a consumer-driven, directed Medicaid program. You hear the term uh, skin in the game an awful lot. Uh, they This program um, makes uh, co-payments uh, necessary for folks on Medicaid to uh, receive uh, health care services as opposed to no copays, and um, and among other things. And so it will be very, very interesting to see her confirmation hearings in the Senate Finance Committee. My old employer, uh, don't miss it that much, but uh, sure enjoyed my experience there, and I uh, really like sharing that experience with you here on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic week, and we will see you next time. Stimulating conversation. This is News Talk 1290.